to It's Disney Time. For anyone interested in living their best Disney life, join us each week. I just look, I'm looking up. You're doing great. Keep going. (laughs) You're doing great, sweetie. Oh my God. Do you want me to actually read that? I love it. Keep going. Okay. All right. Welcome to It's Disney Time. For anyone interested in living their best Disney life, join us each week as we explore themes on Disney pop culture and lore. Disney hours are every Sunday. (laughs) I'm Stephanie. I'm Marina. And I'm Kim. <laughs> and, and that was Kim reading off the description from our Facebook page. What are you reading off of? Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher account. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes we just we want to throw a little bit of, of a loophole for you for you folks. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so used to hearing ball. me. Loophole is not the thing. It's a curveball. <laughs> Here we are again, recording without seeing each other, only hearing each other, as it should be. <laughs> I was like, y'all are ugly. I'd rather hear you not see you. <laughs> you have a voice, like a voice for, sorry, a face for radio. Yeah, that's not something, like, it occurred to me um, when I was doing podcasts, when I first started podcasting. Actually, it still occurs to me. And I was like, you know what? Am I doing this because I feel like I'm too ugly for YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like YouTube is just way more of a hassle. Like respect to those people because like between having the whole lighting set up, the v- video recording set up, having to like get ready and like be presentable and have a backdrop, like it's just so much more effort. Yeah, you need more stuff. You need you need lighting. You need like I, I more tech savvy than you would for editing. You know, voice like audio. You yeah. need video editing. You need to make it. You need to cut it and edit it in a way that's like entertaining to watch. It's different. You need that, um, that like circular light that everyone has, and then you can like see it in your eyes, and then you become this like demon with a circle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, and like apparently the YouTube like YouTubers, they have this whole like subculture that's like really hard to break into or something. There's like a whole society going on there that we don't know about. Yeah, Ooh. plus the comments, like no one's leaving, you know, like awful just like soul crushing comments on podcast reviews you know <laughs> i feel like we're, we're not big enough yet we haven't been canceled enough yet for that i know i mean i feel like we might deserve some <laughs> but uh they haven't come Point. guys we're popular enough like someone try and cancel us <laughs> uh it'll be disney they'll be coming to cancel us <laughs> well that being said uh I obviously am very jealous of YouTubers for their drive and motivation, but as it is, this is our Disney podcast, as Kim so nicely read out, and uh, we are here to talk to you today about more quarantine stuff, because that's basically our lives right now, and it's it's timely, and we want to talk about movies that we watch in quarantine. Woo! Yeah, so what is that? So have you guys been watching a lot of content? I have. I think I uh, briefly mentioned it um, in our quarantine characters episode. Yep. It was initially really hard to focus on any kind of like narrative arc. So it started out really slowly for me. So obviously I did the whole Tiger King fiasco. Mm -hmm. I mean, who didn't? Because like there's something about these ridiculous people in this like documentary format that was just like easily digestible for me. And then 
obviously dove right into uh, Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> Which everyone's talking about. I've not watched it yet. I haven't watched oh it. Those hot, hot dum-dums. I love it. I love everything about it. It's truly Emmy-worthy like, Emmy television. Okay, so that so are you recommending this for everybody to watch? Absolutely. Am I not bigging it up enough? Like, everyone must go see this. Uh, okay, so so we're talking about movies that we we are going to recommend three movies for our D-timers to watch while they're on quarantine. Uh, two of them will be Disney movies and one will be a free-for-all. I suppose Marina's free-for-all is this reality show. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> um <laughs> As per usual, I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> she threw in another one right in there. But um, but yeah, we just thought we would give some suggestions. And I know, Kim, I know that you watch uh, movies and TV shows all the time because you're yes, always uh, totally. watching your dog. <laughs> uh, me, I don't. I haven't watched as much um, as I thought I would. I kind of was getting through Mindhunters and then... Wait, what do you mean Mindhunters? Like Mindhunter, the Netflix show, or is it something else? The Netflix show, the, the one about serial killers. Oh, yeah, Mindhunter. Hunters. I thought it was something else because it's like a pretty generic name. So I'm like, is there something else that I need to check out? <laughs> no, because I hadn't gotten into it yet. And I like Jonathan Groff because he's from Glee. So I was like, I'll check this out. And I was really enjoying it. And I, I have a couple episodes from finishing. It's like produced and directed by David Fincher, who did like Seven, Fight Club, and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. and like Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a slow burn, but I am enjoying it. But like, like I like kind of trailed off and then I don't know what I've been watching since. So I've watched like a couple movies. Like yesterday, I watched American Psycho. Um, I'm in a I'm in a serial killer mood, I suppose. Last night, I watched um, The Invisible Man. It's really good. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. Okay, I want to see it too. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna go around the circle. Everyone's gonna give their number ones and twos of what uh, we should watch while on quarantine, and then we'll do a round of anything anything goes okay perfect sounds good uh the first one that i would recommend is something that i wanted to do when, when as soon as we were like oh we're all gonna stay home this was like my first thought that i'm gonna do but i, I haven't done it yet i don't know if i will it, it's an endeavor uh what i wanted to do was have a marvel movie marathon oh wow that's what about 23 films but then i was also like i could just settle for watching endgame the the most recent end of phase ones to three but i haven't done it yet however i i do think that's a really good suggestion for anybody who wants to fill up their time with excellent movies an a plus series uh even the weakest the weakest movie in the batch is still a good movie uh Okay. No, I, no, I 100% believe that. I don't think. I think there are a lot more worse movies out there than whatever the lowest one on this ranking would be. It's just a really good way, and especially if you're not a Marvel fan and you want to get into them. Now that there's so many, there's been like o- over a decade of these movies being made, so now you can watch them in chronological order or in the order that they were released in theaters. Up to you. My recommendation would be to do it chronologically. Wait. So your first movie recommendation is 23 movies. <laughs> That is the original thing, but if not, like I do think Endgame, which is where, in case anyone hasn't seen Endgame yet, if you, if you're living under a rock, that's when uh, Thanos, the intergalactic warlord, where he had in the previous film disintegrated half of the universe, 
and uh, the Avengers that are left have to reunite and assemble <laughs> uh, to reinvigorate their their allies and restore the balance that Thanos destroyed. Um, so that's an excellent movie, and I would recommend that to anybody. And I think it's a great action film. It's a great cathartic ending to this really long franchise. They ended certain characters' storylines really nicely. Uh, sure, there's a little bit of craziness in there. There's some things that don't really line up with the rest of the thing, but that's just the, the nature of the topics that they use in that movie, which I don't want to dive into because it's a spoiler. I would recommend, yeah, Endgame. And if you guys are really adventurous, do the whole marathon. I would be impressed. I've only done the marathon once in my life, and it was before... It was back in 2012, so which is long before, like, oh, I don't know how many came out since then, like probably eight or ten. So, like, it wasn't anywhere close to what it would be now. So hats off to anybody who has attempted a marathon of the Marvel movies in this quarantine. Huh. If you have, reached out to us on It's Disney's Crime. It's Disney's Crime. It's Disney's Crime. It's Disney's Crime. My new... <laughs> Disney murder podcast that I'm starting. I'm so there. I'll be right there beside you, stuff. <laughs> Actually, that's such a good idea. It's Disney's crime. <laughs> um, I have a I don't think I've seen one of the Marvel movies. <laughs> Kim, Wait. I challenge you. I challenge you to what? watch them. Okay. I'm going to completely disagree with most of what Steph said. A lot of them do not merit being watched. But, like, start off with the first Iron Man. And, like, if you really like it and if you're driving with, like, the vibe of it, I feel like it's worth dipping a toe in. Because the first Iron Man is still probably one of the best of the bunch. No, Kim. Go chronological order. <laughs> you you enjoy a good story. So the first one would be Captain America. Captain America. No, the first one is, is Iron Man. No, the, for, like, the order of the universe. The first Captain America, I personally really, really love it. But it's, like touch and go for a lot of people because like the the final the final act kind of falls apart a little bit if you're starting with captain america the first avenger it's the best reason to start off this kind of marathon with that one is because you see how important and events unfold in the mcu as time goes on what's the mcu sorry yeah the marvel cinematic universe if you're if you if you were to ever dip your toes in like Marine, I, there's a there's a way to do it for both ways. Starting with Iron Man because it's the first one that came out for Marvel. But well, I mean, I guess Hulk did first, but it's a good way to start off. But I just think if you want to hear see the whole story unfold, I would start with Captain America. All right, I'm gonna need you to write out each one in chronological order. I mean, I'm sure I can Google it somewhere. Steph, <laughs> you can save your save your hands. Yeah. Um, so, that I, so that I know where to start and I know where to end. I think chronologically, like it would be Captain America and then Iron Man. And then I think that they go pretty, pretty linearly after that. Yeah, I think it'd be like Captain America, then probably uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, because it's in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, but like that movie's kind of trash. So like skip it all together. <laughs> no, don't skip them. It's not trash. It's pretty good. I think you should. I think, Kim, though, if you're not really into... Uh, comic book movies and you know just skip them all and watch Endgame (laughs) (laughs) that's my suggestion who wants to go next I'll go next all right so um this isn't a movie recommendation but it is a Disney plus recommendation there's a new show hosted by Angela Kinsey that I've been watching called Be Our Chef 
So it's <laughs> a cooking competition series that challenges five food-loving families to create delicious dishes inspired by the magic of Disney. Um, in each episode, two families go head-to-head -head in a themed cooking challenge at Walt Disney World. <laughs> and the families with the most wins make it to the finale where they compete for the grand prize. And the grand prize is a Disney cruise vacation Damn. to their private island. So um, the reason why I would, re would recommend this is because... A, there's five episodes, so it's like, we're looking for things that are going to kill time here, people. We've got a couple weeks left, probably, if not more. Um, it's been six weeks already. Uh, we can't leave our house, so let's get into, like like you said, Steph, um, if not the 20 whatever movies of the Marvel universe than the five episodes of Be Our Chef is a good place. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've seen almost all the episodes. I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know who the winner is. But basically, each episode is themed. So the first episode is um, a Cinderella theme. Um, they do Big Hero, uh, Big Hero 6. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6, they do um, Alice in Wonderland, they do Mulan, um, and a few other ones. Those are just the ones that I've seen. And um, and basically, yeah, it's like chopped, but for families. So, I mean... Wait, I the kids are involved too? What's that? Are the kids involved too? Yeah, it's basically the whole family um, on a team, and they, like, work together, but it's kind of funny because some families let the kids, do, like, get more involved than other families. Other families are just like, we're here to win! It's just like, <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's basically Chopped, but Disney style, and who doesn't love a good food competition show? For the title alone, really. Angela Kinsey, and this is Be Our Chef, the cooking competition that challenges five food-loving families to create delicious dishes, all inspired by our favorite Disney characters. Every bite will be judged by one of Disney's legendary chefs. You've got a really great balance of texture. Mmm. I just love seeing families in a kitchen cooking together. And yeah, Angela, Kinsey, so the, the uh, way I heard about this or like knew about it um, was from, because I've been listening to um, the Office Ladies podcast and Angela Kinsey was talking about how she was the host. And I was like, oh, what? Well, first she was talking about how she was on it. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, damn, she's the host. Like she's in every episode. Um, so she's, and she's so cute. Like she makes a really good host for something that's like kind of like a silly show. Um, and, uh, and yeah, essentially like in the first episode, the family made the, the, um, they have like a challenge that they have to do. So it was to turn comfort food, make, make something that's a comfort food, but then make it like more elegant. So they made this like really fancy grilled cheese, um, and tomato soup dish, but they turned the tomato soup they put the tomato soup in a bread bowl and turned it into like made it look like Cinderella's carriage. And they didn't I, win. like make it fancy. And they're like, we're putting it in bread. <laughs> you know, the fancy part was they used like 
special, like five different cheeses and like a like a fruit spread on the grilled cheese. Like it was, it, it was pretty fancy looking. But then they turn the bread bowl into C- Cinderella's carriage. Like so, they get creative with things and I don't know it was just there was like the competition there's drama there's like families backstabbing each other but all in good fun (laughs) okay gotta get that cruise you've watched how many episodes of this but listen there's five episodes and I'm on the second last episode so (laughs) I'm almost done the only thing I would say that is not really my cup of tea is the kid part just because like I if I'm gonna watch Chopped fine but I'm not gonna watch chopped the kids version because it's just not the same like the the um judges aren't gonna be mean to a kid um they're not gonna tell them like that's that's the one thing I will say is so the judges are Disney chefs like from the different resort restaurants and stuff and they like never say anything mean about the food they're just like I would have used a little bit more salt like why like kids gotta learn they're already like backstabbing each other and the other families. I mean, you know, if someone tells them like a little bit more salt, asshole, they'll be fine. I want to know why they didn't call the show Be- uh, Beauty and the Yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I mean, that would be really up your alley of beige foods. So I, I see you. <laughs> What's this? A bread show? <laughs> Time to watch. Food, beige food. In in the Mulan episode, they make her like... Um, Kanji? Yeah. Like that was one of the family's um, ideas was to make that. They like pulled it right from the movie. Mm. And then the other family did something that had nothing to do with the movie. And I was like, you guys are... Losers. <laughs> well, uh, Kim, thanks for that suggestion. I, I, uh, I hope to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I watched it with Mark. So, or I, sh- I should say, Mark was forced to watch it with me, and he's like, "Please don't recommend this." <laughs> <laughs> he like knew already. He's like, "I know exactly what you're gonna say." <laughs> yeah, he's like this your listeners cannot be put into this pain so mark does not recommend no mark does not recommend but i recommend but god knows what mark would recommend (laughs) okay marina what is your first pick my first pick is like we actually covered it a little bit because it was the first movie that i watched when in quarantine and it was it's onward kim have you seen it yet like i can't talk about it without you having seen it no i haven't watched it yet but you go ahead i will how dare you the homework i know i'm sorry it's okay so just to kind of what i was too busy watching be our chef (laughs) fair excuse <laughs> um just to kind of give like a quick rundown it's set in a in a magical world that is now in modern times and as kind of uh technology progressed they had they've forgotten their like magical ways right so you no longer have like wizards and sprites and everything like sprites don't even can't even use their wings anymore you know and you have unicorns that are like ra- running rabbit on the streets kind of like raccoons and the central two characters are Ian and Barley. Ian be having just turned 16 years old and Barley being his older brother who's taking like a gap year after school. So he's probably like 18, 19, I would say. And Ian's generally just kind of 
very embarrassed of his brother and Barley is like full on into what like their universe's like Dungeons and Dragons is, which is called Quests of Yore, but like for them it's actually legit because they actually had, had magic. So it's kind of like their history rather than um, their make-believe world, right? And uh, their father had actually died when Barley was very, very young and Ian hadn't even been born yet. And on his 16th birthday, their mom gives uh, Ian and Barley a present of the staff with his like Phoenix gem and the ability to bring their father back for one day for them to, to say, you know, their goodbyes and hang out. And Barley's always is like super stoked about it. He tries the staff, but he doesn't actually have any kind of magic. But Ian does, but the spell uh, backfires and only he's only able to bring back his dad's legs. So they go <laughs> on this quest in order to find another Phoenix gem to finish the rest of uh, the spell to bring back their father in like the full figured, you know, ghost, magic ghost that he is. <laughs> <laughs> and they only have, like, they have the ticking time clock of 24 hours to do it. And so, like, it's this, like, really beautiful story of, like, being able to dealing with grief and, like, brotherhood and just kind of, like, um, a coming-of-age story for Ian being 16 and kind of being comfortable in skin, skin and, like, learning to drive. And um, also, like, his, his mom and his stepdad and this, like, manticore, they all have their own weirdly fully, like, fudged, uh, character arcs, which seems crazy because there's already so much stuff in this, into this movie and it's only about, like, an hour and 30, an hour and 40 minutes long. And I just, like, it's just so good. Hey, birthday boy. By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said to give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard! What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back! What? Back? Like, back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. I loved it. I cried. I laughed. I, I liked it a lot. I think, like, what the way I would describe this movie for uh, people who haven't seen it, it's that it's just, it's so sweet. Like, like the delivery of the movie, it, it actually is kind of, it seems effortless. It seems like they, they chose a movie and they chose a plot and they chose characters that all come together so seamlessly that it's just like an effortless plot. It just, yes. that's a good thing. As in like, it just flows really yeah. nicely. It's got a rhythm. It's sweet. It's clear. You know what the, what the morals are. You know what the message is. And it just hits really nicely. It like tugs at your heartstrings exactly the right way. Um, it could be a little bit like familiar for what Pixar movies usually are, um, where yeah. you might see it coming, but there's nothing wrong with that. I still think it, it's, it's just like a really, really sweet movie. Do the legs talk? No, they're no, just legs. They, they dance. Don't. They walk. <laughs> yeah, like they they feel they kind of like feel the vibrations. So like when when there's music playing in the van in Barley's van, like the the legs like they feel the vibrations and they start to like dad dance. Aww. And they put like a, a hoodie with glasses on top of it, on top of the legs, so that it doesn't look like they're walking around with like just like a severed body. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, and like, uh, they have, it has excellent voice actors. 
Like uh, oh. Chris Pratt did a really great job. Tom, what's his name? Tom. Holland. Tom Holland did a great job. Yeah, he's he's Spider Man again. Like Disney already like owns these people as like Marvel characters. So yeah, but I think at this point because I was worried that I would when I walked turned on the movie, I was worried that Chris Pratt would annoy me because we've seen him do the whole. He's the worst, um, Chris. Yes, go on. We've seen him do the whole like Andy from Parks and Rec thing before. But in this one, he was actually so endearing and like so likable and really funny, like just really funny. Oh my god, so so likable! Like I even the moment there, there's it gets so so small. It's not like a spoiler for you, Kim, but um, where he's so involved in this like quests of your thing, and he's so obsessed with magic, and he's like protesting like old you know fountains from being destroyed because it was like a land like a big landmark from the past, and he tries to to bring his father back, but the spell doesn't work. But his brother has magical powers and he's genuinely so excited that ian has is going to be a wizard and he like at no point does he at all like feel embittered or resentful of him that he has this a gift that like barley doesn't i stopped listening as soon as you said something about there being a spoiler because i didn't want to hear it (laughs) i said it's not a spoiler i fully said it's not a spoiler it's truly like the tiniest moment that they accidentally spoil it so i was like la 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 because i'm gonna (laughs) watch it this weekend (laughs) okay good when you watch it let us know next time we record just give give us your thoughts because it it is actually it's it's super super cute it's like it's a really good family movie and like having watched the trailer at first, I thought it was I was like very meh about it. And then when I watched it, and then I, I watched it again today just to kind of like refresh my memory. And I was like, I love this. I'll watch this over and over again. <laughs> um, okay, you guys ready for my second one? Oh, are we? Are you? Are you though? Uh, so I've chosen. I don't think this will come as a surprise to anybody, and I also don't think that. It's uh, been overdone by us. Uh, I'm choosing Frozen 2. <laughs> oh my movie. God, Stephanie. <laughs> no, not overdone at all. I think it's now on Disney+. Plus. Anybody who wants to watch something that's mature and ambitious and intricate and funny and warm-hearted and a great sequel to a, to a movie that came out a long, uh, six years ago, Watch Frozen 2. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's a delight. Listen to Frozen 2 on trial <laughs> that came out last year from It's Disney's Time podcast first. Or no, after you watch it. I, I said it then and I'll say it again. My favorite movie of 2019. <laughs> I've watched it twice already on in Disney+. Plus. It's like during quarantine? And no, just... <laughs> I've probably seen it a total of like six times at this point. Uh... I just really like it. I put it on in the background if I'm working out. Like, I j- it's just, it just hits in the right spots. I'm it's not going to lie, Steph. Yesterday, I was feeling really sick in the morning. It was just, like, starting out to be not a really good day. And I was just, like, lying in bed and put on um, Show Yourself. Yep. And I forgot all my problems. They all yeah. went away. You're feeling that you're feeling Elsa's songs of liberation. I just really needed it to pump me up because like I was having like a really like bad headache and I was like, I need to break through this. It could have been the Advil that I took, but it also could have been show yourself. Well, you allowed Frozen 2 to help you 
chill out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm full of puns today. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's just, I mean, when you think about it, we've, uh, you guys, I'm not going to talk too long about this. We, we have a whole hour and a half episode about it. But when you think about Frozen 1 versus Frozen 2, uh, Frozen 2, I think, inevitably would be judge harder and nitpicked and picked apart more than the first one because the first one had such a enthusiasm around it and it had such a it was such a pop culture moment and nothing for to compare it to. yeah so when you have something to compare yeah. it to it, that's it makes a difference but frozen 2 stands on its own it it's just it's really really good and i think it overcame its pre- predecessor and that's all we ask for it so yeah show yourself you know step in So check out the one and a half hour episode of Frozen 2 on Trial for Stephanie's full range of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for all the times we sang along. Awesome. Right. Kim, okay. go ahead. I'll go next. So for my second quarantine movie choice, I chose um, a trilogy or a franchise, depending on how you look at it. Um, Something that I know we're going to talk about. Oh my about. God, is it Santa Claus? <laughs> oh my god Kim I specifically didn't choose the Santa Claus because I'm for the next Christmas episode yeah perfect um, but now that you mention it Marina I <laughs> highly recommend <laughs> she's like I could not recommend it more <laughs> I could not recommend it more but instead what I wanted to chat about today is the Mighty Ducks trilogy and yeah. why not only can you get six hours of pure enjoyment it's a full weekend well wasted and <laughs> have nothing but full weekends to waste right now the acting isn't great, but how dare you? Amelia <laughs> did his best. best. Actually, no, I should say that some of the acting is quite good. Joshua Jackson, perfect. Yes. But Hans. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. But Emilio Estevez as uh as Coach Bombay. I almost said Chef Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very chefy name, to be fair. <laughs> Coach Bombay on Be Our Chef. <laughs> yeah, like go off our cuisine king. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he's he's got the acting skills of uh, what he has the acting acting skills of the twelve year old boy, and the twelve year old boy <laughs> has the acting skills of a forty year old man. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good, like, it's a feel-good movie, so it definitely helps you, like, forget about all the, all the problems of now, and it has 
is a cult classic with some great messages, great positive messages. Never give up on your dreams, Gordon Bombay. Um, <laughs> just trying to say, you know, don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> um, have fun. Winning isn't everything. And remember, ducks fly together. Everyone in the group is important, but when you work together, that's when you really shine. So... <laughs> and can I just say that um, that's a really good answer to give in an interview. If anyone ever asks you, just to throw you off, if you could be any animal, what would it be? My answer is always, I would be a duck because ducks fly together and this is a team environment. And Ooh. It, it wows. It wows. Hot employment tips. Not, not only does it wow, but then people know you're a true Mighty Ducks fan. Yeah, they'll be like, wow, well, we're hiring her because she loves Amelia. <laughs> a great taste in movies. And <laughs> men. <laughs> Timeless. And the, the fun doesn't just end there because in November 2019, they announced that um, there's going to be a new TV series coming out um, to expand the franchise surrounding a 13-year-old boy who mother whose mother helps him assemble a new team, finds a new coach and builds a rink where they can play. Did you say 2010? 2019. 2019. Did I say oh, 20, I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought I said 2010. I was like that was a long time ago. It's not happening. <laughs> no. And in February of this year, they announced that Emilio will be back to reprise his role as chef Gordon Long- uh i i agree with you kim i love those movies those movies are gems they're yeah i watched those movies before i knew what hockey was you know they're so entertaining and honestly like it's a marathon it's a movie marathon two hours each six hours in total there's like it's honestly like at some points you don't know if you're gonna make it through and (laughs) because it just keeps getting better it gets so good that you're not sure if you want to finish it or savor it (laughs) i don't even know if it's six hours like i don't think it would make it to that amount they're probably like an hour and 20 each (laughs) i honestly didn't even know there was a third one (laughs) the third one's not great but it's still well you know we're gonna rank the movies one day so i'm not gonna get into that but yeah that's um actually yeah we before quarantine happened uh kim and i were like ready locked and loaded ready to record uh the ranking of the three muddy ducks movies which i think goes without saying but we were gonna do it anyway i thought that they were like shown in theaters in order on purpose (laughs) (laughs) but like you know we would obviously do our own little spin i'm sure Kim would bring something kooky, <laughs> but uh, so that's to come. That's still to come. So I mean, we can all genuinely agree that that those movies are terrible. We are just like having these like I like like memories of loving Joshua Jackson so much as children, so much, and him oh. being part of our sexual awakenings as like straight women, as yeah. Pacey Witter on Dawson's Creek. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's yes. I, I love him. Uh, and honestly, he's in a new movie, uh, new series. Um, oh my gosh, what is it? The 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 sexy fr- first of all, Fringe. If no one's seen Fringe, like it is not a, it's not Disney content, but I highly recommend it. It's so fucking good and so underrated. I can't. <laughs> and Joshua okay. Jackson. 
Okay, so Kim, that was a good choice. I I stand behind you. Uh, me and you are just full of our movie marathons suggestions, yeah. but I think yeah. I think Mighty Ducks is for sure one that anyone can enjoy. So I actually now that Kim broke all the rules and she recommended a TV show, so will I, <laughs> because um, I ended up on Disney Plus. I ventured into the National Geographic er- uh, area. And I decided to put on Wild Yellowstone. It's like, it's a mini series about Yellowstone National Park. And it is fucking incredible. Yeah? First of all, yeah. First of all, as like people who are stuck indoors 24-7, like being able to like virtually like explore another part of like the world is incredible. Maybe I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that like, I got like a crazy big TV right before, like right uh, as quarantine started. So the visuals of it are mind boggling. I'm literally sitting right beside the TV and I'm like, I'm there, I'm in Yellowstone. And it follows uh, the seasons. So it starts with um, winter and then goes, or sorry, it was, uh, yeah, winter. And then it goes into spring, summer, and then uh, fall. And just like, outside of the visuals like just the learning that i got from it like did you know that like single black bear males would actually eat uh the cubs like black bear cubs from like another mother uh i believe that because bears are assholes and i hate them well i had no for like i knew that bears were omnivores right so like they would eat salmon or they would eat berries or like you know like rodents or whatever but i had no idea that they were carnivorous anything they'll eat anything don't trust them (laughs) but like the the young of your own species that's wild to me oh there was this like one scene okay the narration first of all is fucking epic because that guy i don't know he thinks that he's on some reality tv show like maybe he thinks he's on too hot to handle because his narration is so dramatic (laughs) it's just so over the top there was um, one moment in the winter episode where the coyote is like trying to find food and obviously there's not a lot because it's like heavy heavy snow and the wolves had caught something so the coyote like snuck up to like the carcass remains of something of something like a bison or something that the wolves had 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 eaten and tried to like pick off pick off some um some meat from it but he uh so the narrator's like well if the coyote gets caught by the wolves it's going to be kaput for the coyote so he's gonna have to make this meal to go and then the coyote's like running away with like this like big like hunk of raw meat in its mouth and then the narrator's just like easy come though easy go and then an eagle swoops down steals the meat out of the coyote's mouth and flies away and the coyote's just like fuck and marina's shook (laughs) shook shook it was it's truly like the thriller of the century (laughs) oh my goodness Okay, no, but watching animal documentaries is a lot of fun because you're learning and you're looking at animals. It's it's not to like. Yeah, it's like family-friendly entertainment that's like so grisly. (laughs) Like like, actually grisly. (laughs) Yeah, and like kids got to learn, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I highly Uh, recommend it. Wild Yellowstone. I really want to watch that. I really want to go to Yellowstone. That's That's on my list of places. Yeah, so me too. That's why I watched the bears, it. The bears eat each other there, so don't go. I mean, the le- the more they eat each other, the less they want to eat me. So, 
Maybe if I, after watching that uh, documentary special, I won't have to go there anymore. So you'll be like, "Well, I saw it all, so what does it matter?" Yeah, sorted. <laughs> I saw it all well, while in quarantine. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's a good suggestion. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we're all utilizing all of Disney Plus right now. <laughs> <laughs> all it has to offer. Yeah, we got um, movies, we got cooking shows, we got Marvel, graphic Marvel. <laughs> we're, we're we're doing a really good job of uh, promoting them. They should definitely give us money. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the last w- movie that we all chose, we can do it really quickly. Uh, something that you would recommend people watch on quarantine that doesn't have to be a Disney movie if you want to venture out of there for a little bit. Uh, you got nothing but time, so why not? I'm going to go to like an old classic, something that I always go to. Um, I- I'm an old lady at heart, and I love old musicals. I love musicals from the 40s and 50s and 60s. Uh, I grew up on that shit. So when I am feeling... Like, I just need something on that is familiar and nostalgic and puts me in a good mood. I'll put on uh, a classic musical. And I chose today to talk about Singing in the Rain. And it's a classic for a reason. It's got amazing songs starring Gene Kelly and Stanley Donan. Uh, it's just it's just a classic. And um, I bet if do you guys even know, I'm like, have you guys seen Singing in the Rain? No, nope. I don't think so. No. Do you know? But you've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, first. Okay, so I can what do you, sing the song. What do you, yeah, so what do you know of the plot? Um, no there's, idea. Rain. Yeah, there's rain and people are singing in it. So that's the thing. So like that, I don't think a lot of people actually know that the movie itself is actually pretty interesting. It's like the, what it's about is when um, there's a transition from silent films to talkies, as they call them. And everybody, all the actors are having a trouble adapting to that. And uh, Don and Lena have been cast repeatedly as a romantic couple. But when their latest film is remade into a musical, now um, only Don, who's Gene Kelly, has the voice for the for this new singing part, and Lena is an awful has an awful um, high pitched voice that no one's gonna like. Oh. So even with addiction coach, uh, Lena still sounds terrible. So Don meets a girl named Kathy who he ends up falling in love with, and she's a bright young aspiring actress with a beautiful voice, and uh, she is hired to record over the voice of Lena, who's a terrible actress. Why do I feel like this is the '40s version of boobs? They're like, you've got a you've got a shitty singing voice, aka small boobs, and I'm gonna fall in love with someone with a better singing voice, aka bigger boobs. What are you referring to? <laughs> what? No, it's it's like, a sh- but like that's like the shittiest thing you could do. Like you have a terrible singing voice, so I'm going to ditch you as a human being. She's also the worst. Like this actress, her name's Lena. She's like um a, a headache. No one likes her. But at least oh, okay. when she was in a silent film, she wasn't talking you couldn't hear her personality you could only see her because she's beautiful i was gonna say it's basically like a movie within a movie it's like yes meta yeah yes so wait so um, they're, they fall in love as silent actors no they they were never in love don and, well maybe they were i can't actually remember that part but i know that they um they were they they've done many romantic movies together in the silent film era and then when moving over to the talkies um, he's actually, t- it turns out he's actually very talented and he can dance and sing and act and all that stuff. Whereas she was just a pretty face. Oh, I thought that they were in love and then he ditched her. No, no. So they're casted as romantic couples, but on screen, 
but off screen, not so much. Um, and then when he falls in love with Kathy, Kathy is the real deal. She can sing, act and, and dance. Um, but because she's overshadowed by Lena, because she's pretending to be Lena's voice. Yeah, that's that's the barrier there. So it's got a lot of like catchy tunes. You got Singing in the Rain. You got uh, Good Morning, Good Morning. And like there's a bunch of really, really good timeless classic songs in there. So if anyone wants to dip their toes into some old uh, musicals from the mid 20th century, I recommend starting with Singing in the Rain because it's a classic for a reason. I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase I do love a good musical it's, it's just interesting because, I mean, this is what was Hollywood back in the day. Like, you had to be a triple threat. Yep. Well, not apparently in the silent film era. Not, not then, but, like, <laughs> once it moved to um, when it was all, like, color. I was actually considering picking The Wizard of Oz because I also think that's, you know, obviously a yeah. timeless movie. But I went I went to Singing in the Rain because I just was in a singing mood. And sometimes um, watching um, Gene Kelly dance around on a soundstage just full of water raining water on him it's just very enjoyable puts you in a good mood puts you in a good mood i like it well my uh reco is also also includes a movie within a movie the scream franchise yes (laughs) (laughs) yes which i've already watched more than once um this is my go during the choir no, this is during during the core. Um, <laughs> so I, I watched all four, um, but the first two I watched twice. So th- this has always been my go-to for the last like 20 years of my life. <laughs> um, it all started in 1996 with the first scream and then continued on from there. I've been watching it lit- literally since I was a kid, probably every at least once a year I've seen the movies hundreds of times and I think that's part of why I like it so much is because it's just so um nostalgic to me and as we know nostalgia um relieves like reliving something that brings nostalgia relieves anxiety so I it's such an easy thing to throw on and just um you know, either have on in the background or like actively watch. And it just like, is kind of like reminds you of home. (laughs) Yeah. And it does, I will say Kim, like it does feel like uh, based on your Instagram stories and what you message me, it seems like you're watching Scream at least once a week. (laughs) Like it does. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. boyfriend? No. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. What did you say? I want to know who I'm talking to. That's not what you said. What do you think I said? What? Hello? Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. Shit. 
Yes? I told you not to hang up on me. What do you want? To talk. Well, dial someone else, okay? But, Do you yeah. just like find different like things that relate back to, to Scream? You're just like, has oh my god, that's exactly what Sydney did in Scream too. <laughs> yeah, it's like when Michael Scott is like, I feel like uh, Sid in Scream too. She thinks she can go off uh, to college, but then the killer come back comes back and starts <laughs> killing all her friends. <laughs> also, Scream Two is truly the best one in the bunch. I love it what so you, much. What? Scream Two. Scream 2 is it. No, no, no. This, the killers in Scream 1 far, far outweigh the killers in Scream 2. It's not the it's not the killers. It's just like the entire kind of like layout of the story, how it starts out as a movie. And then like he comes in and kills people as they're watching the Scream movie. <laughs> and like the whole like uh, Courtney Cox's character shit. What I, I forgot what her name was. Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers, yeah, and like her involvement, and I just like is fucking amazing. I love it. Yeah, but you're we're you know why? Like I do like Scream too because there's a musical scene right in the middle. Yep. Where Jerry O'Connell is that his name? Am I getting that right? Yep. Yeah, yeah that's right. He stands up and he sings uh, a song that is catchy as fuck. And I was in my head actually like uh, last week, and now it's gonna be in my head again. And it's uh, I think I love you. So what am I? So what? It's, it's like a really yeah. good scene. It's really yeah. Cute. Is it like a ripoff of like Ten Things I Hate About You? Like that kind of like? No, we're trying to do a ripoff of um, Top Gun when uh, Tom Cruise sings. You've got that love and feeling. Oh. They they actually say it in the movie. They're like, oh, this is Top Gun or whatever. Because um, they're always, that's the whole, like, the theme throughout the movies is that they're all big, like, movie buffs or, like, yeah. film yeah. Um, fanatics. And so yeah. they're always relating, like, everything back to movies and that's one of the things that they do i th- i found it funny that they don't use the actual exact song though from maybe they couldn't get the rights yeah maybe they couldn't get the rights who knows because i'm like because they're like oh top gun and i'm like no it's not <laughs> no but i think they picked a better i think they picked a better song i mean i really like it's like it's like david cassidy or something yeah no it's really good or the partridge family or something like that but that's so something that sydney prescott would not be interested in like she's like ha i don't actually love you <laughs> <laughs> all right so what else you got to say about the franchise kim <laughs> um well just like i the horror genre always gets me like outside of watching scream i've been watching a ton of horror movies like i watched swim van um i like obviously old 90s horror is good because it's cheesy and you don't it's not actually scary like you're not gonna stay up all night terrified but then I've also been watching some actual um scary movies like The Invisible Man and um yeah I think there's been some other ones as well so yeah I've been really really into the horror recently in the thrillers yeah there's nothing better than like immersing yourself in this like very strange world you know like whether that's like characters stuck in video games like nothing's worse than just like watching regular people have like bickering over like 
shopping carts or something, you know, like I don't need real life to be on my television right now. Like I can't, I don't want to see people giving themselves like high fives, you know, like give me the Muppets or give me a crazy stabby stabby ghost. Like or give me nothing in between. Sarah Marshall. No. Yes. It's got the Muppets in there. I love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's also another great movie. And yes, I love the Dracula musical. As do I. Would see it. Would pay to go. I would. Uh, yeah, it's like Avenue Q. Yeah, but with Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Speaking <laughs> of musicals, actually, yeah. uh, on a on a side note, uh, the movie that I started watching uh, not too long ago, maybe you you'd know from my Instagram stories because I pretty much Instagram storied the entire thing, like a nuisance that I am, was Beetlejuice because uh, there was actually a Beetlejuice musical that was playing at the Winter Garden Ooh. in New York. And I was supposed to go before they had their, their like final show. But it was like earlier in March and then things were things were getting, you know, kind of iffy. So I decided to cancel my trip and like um, can't obviously didn't get to see Beetlejuice before it closed permanently. <laughs> sad forever. Um, very, very sad because like grew up, grow, like grew up on on Beetlejuice, like not a particularly gothy kid, but like really was into really gothy things, I guess now that I think back on it yeah like now that I really think back on it like I was like a very happy-go-lucky kid that was really into some like dark Dark gothy shit shit. yeah yeah I was like I like Batman he kills like no he doesn't kill but like he kills now um what was your pick yeah so my my recommendation is actually is Beetlejuice okay perfect (laughs) It's, it's, I won't say it a third time because yes. uh, I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to bring it back. I know. Imagine but, if it was like a twist and you picked the Santa Claus franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that. Like I wish that was my choice. <laughs> Another franchise, but like the the movie is like watching it. It's truly not a very like cohesive movie. Michael Keaton, despite the fact that he is having the time of his goddamn life and is chewing every scene that he's in, he's in it for maybe like a total of like maybe eight to 10 minutes. Like he's not a big part of the story. It mostly follows Gina Davis and like Alec Baldwin as the ghosts. But like, there's so many iconic moments in it. Just, just like the Harry Belafonte, like dance scene, um, the like claymation in it, like Miss Argentina, when they go down to like the, into the underworld. And there's even like little moments of like, those are the ones that I posted on Instagram where, um, Catherine O'Hara is just like, if you don't let me express myself, I will take you all down. And she just like loses her mind, which was like truly like her, my gateway into Schitt's Creek and like her character of Moira. Yeah. It's like right there, like simmering on the top, you know, or like her kind of like bumbling husband who just wants to have like a house in the country, like sitting down and like they're, they're from New York and they're like, you know, these urbanites that come into the country and invade these people's homes. And he's sitting there just like, it's like, perfect, perfect, perfect. This is like, I've been here 10 minutes and I'm already so relaxed. Like <laughs> little moments like that. It's just like, I totally missed it as a kid, but this is like comedy gold. I yeah. love this movie. Such a good pick. Now I want to watch it. But like, I didn't realize, but like they are technically in quarantine because they cannot leave the home. They're not allowed. <laughs> I didn't watch it that much as a kid because it, it kind of scared me a bit, if that makes sense. Like it was, uh, yeah, it it's creepy. Played at Halloween. Yeah, it always played at Halloween and I just found it very like 
also Tim Burton, right? Like it's very dark and weird and quirky and strange. So I didn't get into it until I was more like in my early twenties. And then I was like, this is actually really, really good. Like it's just an interesting movie to watch. Love it. I love everything about it. I love the effects. I love the fact that the underworld is so like colorful and exciting. Even like their um their dead mentor, because she has like a tracheotomy. So when she smokes, like the smoke comes out of the hole in her neck. And she's so sassy with that fo- football team and they call her coach. Like there's so many moments that I can like cherry pick out of it and love Are every you second. Doing Work this? all night on a drink of rum. All right, well, I mean, that's it. That's what you guys go watch these movies. Watch the Marvel, watch all 23 movies of Marvel, <laughs> uh, the three Mighty Ducks movies, the three Scream movies, uh, watch the National Geographic show that. <laughs> There's just like Wild a lot Yellowstone. There's a, there's a lot. Remember it. Sorry. Um, there's a lot of content out there. And actually, I want to know what other people are watching. I do. Like people, uh, people, it really, it, it, I really liked how we all chose kind of like nostalgic movies for what, what we recommend to people to watch. Um, and they all kind of say something about our personalities, which I think is cute. For sure. Good for us. Adorable. Anyone- Learned so much about you guys. I cannot wait for the time when we're all going to be able to actually like be together. And then maybe we can watch a movie together, you know? You know what? Fingers crossed for the next Mulan for the three of us. Oh, yeah. I hope they don't release it just on Disney Plus. Like, because obviously um, I'm hoping we're out and then they'll be like, yeah, we'll let people back at theaters again. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with you, but I also kind of wish they do release it on Disney Plus. Just like for new content <laughs> just to have something more yeah, <laughs> yeah totally well i realized um because i the last episode we put out last week for our uh for our two-year anniversary was i we call i called it uh the uh it's quarantine time and i realized i should have called it it's quarantine but oh well <laughs> well there's this episode that you can you can adjust <laughs> that mistake <laughs> yeah <laughs> do over um yeah i don't know what i'll call this one i'll have to brainstorm you guys come up come back with me later and we'll, we'll brainstorm okay sounds good all right well this was fun uh anyone who's listening and you have suggestions please uh let us know at it's just this time facebook instagram reach out to us we want to know and then we'll we'll call you out on the next episode we'll give you a little shout out shout out all right sounds good bye, bye. bye.